So we've been talking about the issue of immigration, and we need it in this country. It is how it's being done that is uh, raising a lot of concern. And uh, Globe and Mail got its hands on some secret memos leaked from the immigration department that deals with applicants, and it reveals that the Trudeau government is aggressively waiving eligibility and visa requirements for as many as half a million applicants. And they have a couple of options. The first would be, you know, processing an estimated 195,000 applications in bulk and just get them off the books. And it could include, you know, a large number of tourists from countries that require visas to come here. Or the minister could waive certain eligibility requirements for roughly 450,000 applicants. And by waiving these eligibility rules, you could see foreign nationals, for instance, uh, wouldn't need to prove they've left the country once their visa expires. Uh, it also wouldn't require applicants to prove that they've got the efficient funds to support themselves once they get here. So apparently the Trudeau government, according to these memos, is going with option two. We're supposed to get an announcement in the next couple of days. But it is certainly raising concerns, certainly because the memos themselves, which were specifically secret, raise concerns that this will erode trust with Canadians. Giddy Mammon is an immigration lawyer with Mammon, Sandalek and Kingsville. He's joining us now. Thank you, Giddy, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Alex. All right, so there is a massive backlog. We've got 2 million applicants. Um, but, you know, when I kind of s poked around with you and said, like, w what's going on here? You aptly pointed out that 2025 is an important date for the Trudeau government because they promised half a million immigrants and immigrants to come here. So, um, you know, they're, they're bragging about approving all these applicants, but the memos here seem to suggest that they're cutting an awful lot of corners. Uh, there's no question about it. This is not the formation of immigration policy, Alex. This is the abdication of immigration policy. Uh, you know, I've been in the business for 35 years, and it's a cornerstone of our policy that uh, when you uh, issue visas, the whole reason we have visas is to select people. And when you mm -hmm. select people here to visit, you want to make sure that they have a good background, that they have money to come to visit and to leave, and that they have no harmful intentions of overstaying or doing something like that. What the government is saying is that we're so inundated with files, we don't have enough resources, so we're just simply going to close our eyes and not apply traditional immigration policy. So even if you know, they come and they don't have money, we, we just can't, uh, 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 you know, we can't spend the time. We just have to reduce this backlog by effectively not doing the job that their officers are supposed to do. And I can tell you, those officers are not going to be happy because it, it diminishes their value. Uh, that is to protect, uh, you know, the Canadian mm -hmm. border. And that's why maybe we're seeing this leak. Yeah, well, there's no question that the employees of this department wanted this information to get out because in the memo, as you'll read it, there's a lot of language that they they, they openly say, like, this is... This could mean, you know, people who shouldn't be here are going to, you know, get in. People who are rejected before will just get rubber stamped um, and that, you know, trust in the public will be broken by this. I mean, your, I think one of your specialties is refugee um, claimants. And I think the concern is that people will get rubber stamped even under a refugee status, even though they're not, which then takes supports out of real refugee cases. That's right. We're just, um, we, there is a cost to all of this. Uh, of the people, of the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that they want to fast track, many of those people will use the opportunity to make a refugee claim here uh, or to work without authorization. Uh, some people will consider themselves, you know, well, I'm here for a short time anyways. Eventually, I'm going to get caught. Eventually, I'm going to have to go back home. 
So I will do whatever I can to raise as much money as I can and go back home and maybe build a house for me and my family, uh, you know, support my family, support my relatives. Um, and so they're not worried about reputational damage in Canada. And what is happening right now is this article is reaching uh, the four corners of the world. Right now, uh, you know, mm-hmm. those consultants, consultants, immigration advisors are circulating this and saying, get your application in now because there's a small window of opportunity maybe that you'll be able to get to Canada even though you would never normally qualify for that visa. And eventually, we're, this is going to increase the cost of enforcement. Someone is going to have to apprehend these people and detain them and then remove them, uh, you know, buy a ticket for them to go back, maybe, uh, you know, prosecute a refugee claim and the appeals associated with that. So by relaxing this, we are creating a tremendous pull factor towards Canada and we are going to backlog other systems like the Immigration Refugee Board, which is already swamped. It can't even decide cases anywhere near fast enough. And the CBSA, which is in the business of investigating people who are here and removing them from Canada. So those systems are going to bog down quite a bit. Well, it also creates um, division and a lot of uh, mistrust because to even question this issue, as you know, Giddy will get you painted with a racism tag. But, you know, if there are genuine concerns about this and people are seen, I guess, um, or being seen to, to get special, you know, uh, consideration or getting around uh, or through loopholes, that's going to anger not just Canadians who are here, but certainly if you have gone through the channels and waited years to get here, done, done everything, you know, by the books – and you're watching this now go on, I don't, I'm not sure I'd be so happy. Well, really the idea is if, uh, you know, we see in the United States that they are no longer so concerned about the southern border. There doesn't seem <laughs> to be a, a philosophy of, you know... Well, I, I, I think we should correct it. I think a lot of people are concerned about it. I think the party in power right now is not concerned about it. But if you're living by there, it's a big problem, especially when people are just showing up at people's houses. So it is a problem. It's just not being right. dealt with. The the issue is if we really uh, want to enforce our border laws anymore. In the United States, uh, on the southern border, they're not too interested, apparently, in this. And now maybe Justin Trudeau is saying, look, so we allow a few people in, so they stay here illegally for a a bunch of years. Maybe they make a refugee claim or whatever. It's not such a big deal politically. And this is the the only way. Well, it would be for anyone else. Right. I mean, honestly, if that's how he thinks, I mean, then he's, he's in his own world, because for any other politician, that, that, that thinking would, would end their career. Well, Alex, let, let me assure you of one thing. He's promised uh, to uh, go to 500,000 new immigrants per year by 2025. Now, traditionally, for many, many years of practice, uh, we've seen in the 250,000 range. So we're going to double mm-hmm. this. And unless you double the capacity of your immigration department, which no one is talking about, there is no way you can do the same amount of work with the, you know, double the work with the same amount of staff. So something has to give. If you're not going to hire new people, you're going to have to reduce the standards and the level of scrutiny. That's the only way he gets to stand up in 2025 and say, look, I've accomplished what I promised, which is to double the amount of immigration to Canada. It's the only way he can do it. Right. But I think most people would say, I'm happy to have you fail at your promise as long as you've done it right. Because when it comes to immigration and coming into this country, um, it has to be done right. And we need more scrutiny than ever in 2023. Because the bottom line is we know that there are bad actors out there who want to get in or those who want to come in and exploit what we have. Um, But the bottom line is it's an enormous number. And we are bringing them in when we have a health crisis. We've got a housing crisis. And 
Stats can put out, you know, data six, seven months ago saying, look, we have millions of people coming to Ontario. We don't have the infrastructure anywhere near ready to a, to accommodate these people. So on one hand, we don't have enough um, infrastructure or supports to deal with the people we have now. And yet we're just bringing more people in who are going to need supports. That's right. Those those are what we call levels arguments. Right. And that's that's a legitimate argument. We need more people or we need less people and we apply immigration uh, policy accordingly. But we have always applied uh, traditional immigration policy, right. which, is dirty, which is appropriate checks, make sure that their degrees are, are, are real, make sure they get language tested, make sure they have settlement funds, uh, make sure they don't have any ill intents in Canada. Those are all traditional uh, time proven uh, immigration philosophies. So this is not a question of deciding we need 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 more people. This is the abdication of a cornerstone of immigration policy, and that's what's concerning. And that's what's going to bother immigration officers. Immigration officers don't, don't care if the government brings in more people that we need or turns the tap down a little bit when we, we feel that we, uh, uh, we have too many. But they are very concerned when they're told that we are not going to worry anymore about these people coming in uh, and maybe not leaving or maybe doing things they're not supposed to be doing. That's something that is uh, I have not seen uh, in Canadian uh, immigration, uh, I think, since uh, I started my career 35 years ago. And if these concerns are being raised, and I have to think that you're not the only immigration lawyer seeing this or dealing with this, is anyone taking this to the government saying, look, <laughs> this is way too ambitious? Are these concerns being raised? Well, I'm not sure there was a table for anyone for us to sit at to have of this course. discussion, right? So uh, we certainly haven't said anything because we learned about it through this leak uh, in the mm. Globe and, that was reported by the Globe and Mail. Uh, you know, uh, I'm for sure not anti-immigrant. Uh, you know, I make my living uh, both <laughs> in regular immigration and enforcement. That is when people come and they get arrested and they're getting removed from Canada. So the more the merrier from my selfish point of view. But the problem is, you know, when, when we're being honest with ourselves, saying that we're not going to do the traditional tests that we've always done and the, 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 the checks that we've always done, then you have to ask yourself, well, why? Why are we abandoning those cornerstone principles? It makes no sense. And, um, you know, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, how, uh, we'll see how it turns out. There's no question, Alex, that we do need people um, in certain in certain sectors, you know, the hospitality sector, uh, uh, you know, we need personal uh, personal um, uh, care workers. We need all kinds of people, uh, but we have a process for that. And if we want to pick more of those people, we just have to hire more officers so that they can do their job properly, and we can reduce the backlog and reduce the time that it takes to process people quickly and bring them here when we need them, not the years later. Stay tuned. This story is unwritten, but nonetheless, I appreciate you uh, parsing through it and we'll uh, follow up when we get the announcement. And hopefully someone will be asking those questions because so far the minister is not talking. Thanks, Giddy. My pleasure. Thank you, Alex. That is a giddy mammon. So there you go. You got the nuts and bolts of the situation and the concerns uh, that are being raised about it. So if we get that announcement in this week or next, uh, hopefully someone starts asking that.